You're listening to a message from Highway Church from Reverend Jen Tringale. Enjoy. this house, white brick house with a black wrought iron fence, nicest house I'd lived in. And, um, you know, I got people, my team is here that helps me and my, my church. And, and, uh, and second of all, God, I don't, not only do I not want to move, I don't need to move. And, and number three, to where? And, and number four, and why would I? So I got, I don't want to, I don't need to, um, where, where, and why? And these are the questions that we maneuver by in, in this world, but, but then again, we're not of this world. Now, I'm going to take a slight right turn here just because it welled up in me, in my heart. Um, I'm so excited about this chair project and can I just say that that is a done deal like heaven is already beyond the chair project okay heaven's beyond it but I will say this I was sitting there in my chair just excited about the assignment I've got in the the word he downloaded to me at 1 a.m last night for you I don't know why it couldn't have come at 10 p.m I guess the Lord was like, uh, if the Boscos are awake, you're going to be awake. <laughs> I'm like, all right, part, I'll be there, part of the team. And uh, so I'm excited about that. But the, the I don't, why would I, I don't want to, this isn't convenient, right? All these things that we live by. This chair project is, is a done deal. However, there is an invitation and a, and a moment for you in this prayer project that there's some things God's, God, you've been believing God for that God wants to just shift into your life before 2018 is over. And there's something on this prayer, pro, this chair project that is an invitation for you to quickly get this done with heaven. Now, I'm telling you that by the Spirit of God, okay? I have no agenda. You know, I don't have any personal skin in this game. I'm telling you this just by the Spirit of God, okay? Uh, there's an invitation. And that came on me right when they threw that, that graphic up, and, and I'm so aware of it, it's so real to me, that I was sitting there going, I'm not letting an invitation from heaven get by me. And uh, I, w- I went in on this. So the only reason I'm telling you what I'm about to say is so that you understand that I believe what heaven showed me so much that I had to invest in it. I had to invest in it. So I was like, I want four chairs at Highway Church with my spiritual name on them. Hello. And so, and so here's what I, I heard in my heart. Um, when's the, uh, the chair offering? It's next, next Sunday. So that's what I thought because that's what came up in my heart, but I wanted to ask. So here's the invitation. This is what I heard the Spirit of God say. He said, um, set aside, why would I? 
how could I? Uh, that didn't even make sense. And set all that aside and ask heaven for the number of chairs. This is it. This is the invitation. At, set all that other aside and at, just ask heaven, God, what's the number of chairs? It's $50 a chair, right? What's the number of chairs that you're inviting me to partner with you and give to? Okay? With all the other criteria set aside. Um, and let your starting place because this is where I, I feel like heaven is inviting us to come in. Let your starting, let your minimum number be four chairs. Start there. It's an invitation. Just start there. It's kind of like the Lord will do this with us. You say, well, I don't know that I see that in the word. Well, let's just look at the tithe. That's just an invitation to a place to start. You got 100% that I'm going to, by my grace, make sure gets into your hands. If you'll just create a door into your 100% by being a faithful tither with 10%, I will take the 90 and blow your mind. With, with what I do. And then God's so audacious over it, he says, prove me. In the South, it would be like God said, I double dog dare you. <laughs> what is that? That's an invitation. Right? So our door, our starting place is 10%. You know, what I've started doing is, you know, after you realize, boy, heaven's serious about this. Listen, I can look at my life because I'm a tither and I go, God, how do I even have this car? How do I even live in, in this house? How, do, how is a way made for me to get to do the stuff I get to do? Because I can tell you right now, when I sit down with my accountant, it does not add up. There is no Excel spreadsheet that can handle how God maneuvers my financial life, okay? It does not, they have not found the formula yet. I'm like, you just have to put an X factor in your Excel sheet formula for like the God equation, you know? So, um, so I'm, I'm telling you, this is my life. I, I live out of this. I don't, I live off my giving and what God does. So, um, so that, that door, so because I know how the tithe works, now I know that that 10% tithe, my faithful tithe, is just my starting place. So what I do now is when I go to tithe, I know what my starting place is, 10% of whatever came in. But then I just go, man, God, you do such amazing things with the 10. Holy Ghost, what number would you like to talk to me about tithing? So this chair thing is another invitation beyond the tithe, beyond our 10% that blesses the whole. This is like a... This is like another invite. You know, I mean, I, I already wrote my tithe check to my home church for this week. But when that chair thing came up, 
I was like, if I'm here for no other reason, I mean, I'm thrilled to get to minister this morning, but I'm so glad I got to get in on this divine window of this chair initiation and just get in on this because I've got things that I've been calling in and believing for that I feel like heaven wants to manifest in my life before December 31st, 2018 is over. And I feel like God got me here here to say I'm ready to do it but I need an, an invite to get in and work this thing here's your invite the chair offering I'm so thrilled you're dismissed thanks for coming hasn't this been good man I just be I just be thrilled right there so I'm just pumped so next time I come to Highway Church I want four my four chairs that I can lay across I just want to I just want to lay across them and then maybe I'll just go out and find three people and say I've got three chairs at Highway Church would you like to come sit hell that's how you ought to look at it you know I mean if God well I don't know what your number's gonna be but if he's like eight you're gonna be like you know, if you're a couple, we got six chairs at Highway Church. Who's going to, it's like when you get season tickets to the, well, maybe we shouldn't talk about sports. I know it's, it's a little fresh still, but God can work miracles. Okay. Praise the Lord. Well, do you receive that this morning? I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, so this is the other part. I almost forgot this. I felt like I went done. This is what the Lord, this is the last part. He said this. He said, after you set your criteria aside, you ask him for the number. Whatever that amount is, it's $50 a chair. So however many chairs, whatever that number is. The Lord said this. He said, um, then don't panic. He said, ask, ask him today, even in this service, ask him about the number. And then this week, Start calling in the amount of money. Believe God that God will get that amount of money to sow that chair offering in your hands by this coming Sunday. Believe him. Um, the word says that he gives seed to the sower. Sometimes we're like, man, I wish I could give. God, God's so good. He so wants to get you the harvest on the seed that he says, if you'll just have bold faith and believe me for the seed, I will get the seed in your hands to give that creates the door for me to bust on through and give you your harvest. That's how good our God is. Boy, that's exciting. So don't panic about the number. You're believing God for the seed this week anyway. And, uh, but just remember now, when that comes, that's not your shoe money. And that's not... <laughs> it helps us to say these things because we've all got flesh, right? That's not your, your going out to eat money, right? And that's not your extra car payment money, right? And that's not our tithe, right? This is our seed. I got my tithe. I got my seed. I, I gave my tithe. I just sowed my seed. Mm. Here it comes. Praise the Lord. Okay, man, I'm pumped. Where am I next Sunday? I wish I was here just so I could see. I can't remember where I'm supposed to be, but don't tell those people that I said I wish I was going to be here. 
Hallelujah. Did you bring your Bibles today? Well, let's get to my um, 1 a.m. Uh, wake-up call moment with the Lord. Um, and uh, go ahead and turn, if you would, to Isaiah and um, 53. I've never really ministered this portion of Scripture. I minister Isaiah 51 for the last year, really, Isaiah 52, but haven't really been over into Isaiah 53. So it's interesting that... Uh, that this is what the Lord had. And uh, as you're turning there, I just want to say this to you because your, your pastors won't necessarily say this. Um, but the seed that they sowed this weekend at this summit that we were at, the ministry that, that your pastors and their family brought into the room and in the whole team um, I watched nationally known ministers that I've known since I was like of 16 17 years old I mean these are like the big guns you know I watched them weep at the presence of God that they brought in the room that ministered to them so much because they hadn't encountered it like that in years. And these are ministers that have been in church after church after church for over 30 years they've been doing this. You know, ministers that, that I watched travel with men of God like Kenneth Hagin, you know, and, and, uh, and Joel Osteen and, and his father, John. These are the caliber of ministers that were there, and I watched them sort of shocked as they did what what you all you know get to be a part of every week and then the ministry because they don't make it about them they actually worship Jesus and the ministry of Jesus that you all brought in the room I watched them weep at the presence of God and how it ministered to them and uh you know these aren't just meetings that are just night meetings I mean this is like three and four services a day and then what you all did to stay last night and be there. Um, it was such powerful ministry. And I thank you all so much. And uh, the caliber of what you did was jaw-dropping. Um, and, and that they're here this morning with smiles on their faces. And nobody should look this good that's been up. <laughs> Like, I, if I didn't like you, I wouldn't like you. You all are looking a little too dapper and cute and cool for uh, doing what they just did. So, um, so Highway Church, you, you as a church uh, sowed a tremendous seed, and you have a harvest. Just, just, just on what they ministered and brought in the room, you have great harvest from that. Amen? Well, let's look here at Isaiah 53, and this whole chapter is about our Jesus. And it's a prophetic chapter that spoke of him before he ever come. And we won't take time for the sake of time to just go through all this chapter. But, it, you know, it starts out, Who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? How many of you would say the, the arm of the Lord, the power, the strength, what God's able to do is being revealed in my life? 
Amen. It's being revealed to Highway Church. And then it starts talking about the progression of Jesus and his ministry. Verse 2, he says, For he shall grow up before them as a tender plant, as a root out of a dry ground. Isn't it interesting? You would think when heaven was going to send the Messiah, the Savior of the world, that they would send him to just the ground that's been prepared. But, the, but heaven sent the Messiah to dry ground. It might make some sense out of what your life looks right now. God, what do, you, what do you have in mind with having me here? God, what, do you, what are you doing in my life? Why would you have us in this region? Why would you have us in this city? Why would you have me in this school? Why would you have me at this job? Is it dry ground? Welcome to the club. You're in the same club as Jesus. So that kind of makes you feel better about where God's got you, right? And then it says, um, he has no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. So in other words, it's not the exterior that draws people to Jesus. And then it talks about some things that Jesus would go through. Despised and rejected of, man, of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid it as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Look at verse 4. What's say surely he has borne our griefs carried our sorrows yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of God and afflicted look at verse 5 he was wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was on him and with his stripes we are healed all of those things that Jesus experienced he experienced so we wouldn't have to Jesus created the highway for the great exchange. Notice he didn't say that it wouldn't come at you. But he said when it comes at you, now because of Jesus, we just deflect it and give it to him and we get his peace, we get his health. Come on, we get his love. As a believer, what can man do to me? I I, I never have to take rejection off of any man, woman, child, anyone one moment in my life because even if man rejects me, I just shift it to him because I'm so loved. Don't you love that song we sang today? I'm so loved of the Father. And uh, you know what they say, anybody that's trying to reject you, it's because they feel rejected. Anybody that's trying to slam you, it's because they feel slammed. And so the beautiful thing of it is, is that when we receive Jesus, then all that junk that comes at us, not only do we get to deflect it to him and just walk in the love of God, now we get to be like Jesus to the person that tried to reject us, and we just kind of get to go, oh, well, bless your heart. Let me just love you. And they're going, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm rejecting you. I, th I think you're scum. I think you're so uncool. I think you're awful. And you go, man, I'm just so soft. What happened to you? And they're like, let me try this again. I don't like you. And you go, just, 
I just, I just have such a heart for you. Is there anything I can do for you? And this, so you just watch people go, don't you get it? I'm trying to reject you. And then that's when we go, honey, I'm not yours to reject. You can't reject me. It's not even, that's not even part of this equation, darling. I mean, I am just, I am just laying the southern preach on you this morning. Isn't that the truth, though? Somebody gets so mad at you in traffic, you know, and, and waves at you the mad way, you know. And, and uh, man, that, that old nature would have just waved back, Right? And, uh, but man, when you just wake up and just spend time, just, oh, Father, you're such a good, good Father, and I'm loved by you. And then, you know, somebody waves at you in traffic and cuts you off and slams on the brake and flies past you. And uh, that old man never gets a word out because that love, the fact that you're so loved, you just think, all of a sudden you go, they must have just had the worst morning. Father, before they get any further in their day, Lord, put somebody on their path to minister to them because I remember what it was like to have that much anger in me. And so what are we doing? We're in the great exchange. He, he bore it all for us so that we never would have to. It's, we operate just like Jesus. Remember Jesus said? He said, you, you have no place in me. You have no hold on me. I'm not yours to reject. Okay, so here's, here's what I want to get over. Look at verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Now he's talking about Jesus, right? He hath put him to grief. No grief for us. No, no grief over what's been lost. Yeah, but Jen, you don't understand. I, I, I did lose some things. I lost a loved one. I lost an opportunity. I lost some time. I lost my faith in humanity. I lost, I lost, I lost. And those, those experiences could be true, but you and I don't have to carry the grief of that because of our exchange with Jesus and because he said, if you'll, if you'll deflect that and give me that grief, I'll redeem the time. Yes. I mean, we just, we just have this thing locked up. I mean, we, we just can't lose at this. Anything that comes at us in life, the word never said it wouldn't come at us. He just said, don't take any of it. I took it for you. When it comes, just here you go, Lord. Even if you have to do that 20 times a day. And typically in 2018, you do. But if anything, we could say, well, it keeps us in fellowship with the Lord. You know, look, here comes some more. Here comes a glorious chance at anxiety. Here you go, Lord. I'm just going to hand you the anxiety, and, and I just take the peace that passes understanding because you're working all things. It's all coming together. And so here you go, Lord, and now I'll just keep moving. It's so fun. This is so fun. 
Um, okay, and then he says, uh, so grief. So, so some of us need to just, whew, here's some grief, yeah? Here, here's the grief that's been, that's been coming at me. And then he says, when you shall make his soul an offering for sin, Jesus was the offering for all of our sin. We're not even supposed to be carrying around the guilt of the things we really did do. If heaven doesn't lay it to my account, what business do we have? You know how much easier it is to keep loving people that are living in sin when you are walking in the forgiveness that heaven has extended to you? I mean, what did we sing today about the reckless love of God? That he'll chase you down? The only reason he'd have to chase us down is because we're missing and the reason we're missing usually is because we're out doing bad stuff. And then we're hiding like Adam did because we feel so bad about the stuff we did. And so God says, I'll come find you. What business do we have as Christians just holding people at bay because we happen to know they're not living right? The only reason that we would hold other people at bay is because we're holding ourselves at bay from the one that loved us. God saying, I don't hold you at a distance. Why would you hold others at a distance? He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Get your hands in on as much as you can of what God's doing. Because when you get your hands on as much as you can of what God's doing, God says he will prosper what's in your hands. Well, if what God's doing is in your hands and God's going to prosper, guess, then guess who's prospering? You are. All of you that came in and, and uh, helped set up at, you know, three in the morning, and then here you are this morning with smiles on your faces, that's not natural, you know, and uh, all of you that have your hands work in the sound booth back there, and you've, you've literally got your hands on what God's doing, and God says the word, this isn't just a, a, preach, a preaching message, that's what the word says, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in your hands. That means everything about you is going to prosper. Verse 11, this is our spot. No, it's not, but we're getting there. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Now remember, this is a prophetic word. So when he says, for he shall bear, it's because Jesus hadn't gone to the cross yet. So we can read that and say, for he did bear all my iniquities. Such freedom. Here we go. You ready, Highway Church? Therefore. Everybody say, therefore. 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 Now, what is the therefore, therefore? Because of all that, that just got laid out, that Jesus 
bore for me. Therefore, he says, I will divide with them a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. He shall divide the spoil, not just with anybody, with the strong. Church, be strong. Be, be strong. The Spirit of God had spoke a word to me about 2018, and he said this is the year of the turning point. The turning point means three things. Number one, it's when the action begins to move toward the most important part. You ever go see a movie and a and you really like it, and so you're telling somebody the next day, hey, you know that movie is really good. you got to go see it. And you know how sometimes you'll say this? Now, the beginning's a little slow. But, but you'll say, but hang in there because there's this point where all of a sudden the action begins to move toward the most important part. That's 2018. When the action begins to move toward the most important part, so everything you've stood for, everything you've been believing for, everything you've been shaking off and exchanging, all of that is for this point, this turning point year. And here we are at the last quarter of making the turn of a turning point year I'm telling you God is wrapping things up he's doing things at an accelerated rate to get things turned by 2019 in your life hallelujah this is the time of the dividing up, the giving up of the spoils what's the dividing up well you know we're coming into candy time now, I grew up with three brothers, okay, and I was the oldest. And so till about they were six, what we would do is we would get all our candy, you know, from our, our church harvest party because we were church kids. Our parents were so strict. We couldn't even go. It's like our favorite cartoon characters. We had to be Bible characters. <laughs> Literally one year, my, my mom, and I think it was genius to try and contain these three boys, these three Italian boys that were out of control. She told, she would tell us which Bible characters we were going to be. And she told my brothers they were going to be Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> She's so smart. So she took this refrigerator box, cut it in half, drew flames on it, and said that was the fiery furnace, and they all three had to stay in there all night. Is that genius? Those boys were like, let's go over here. No, let's go over here. She was like, I knew where they were all night. But they won first place, so they didn't care. Yeah. And, uh, and so anyway, so we'd all come home with the spoils right? And then we would, we would divide it up. Now, I had them for a while because they weren't, you know, as sharp, and so I would do the dividing, and I would get all the Reese peanut butter cups, and they would get, like, all the butterscotch, you know, and it was like, how did this happen? You know, and then they hit about five or six, and they figured it out, and I was done. But remember how you divide up? So this is what this is talking about. He said, I'm going to divide up the spoils with a very specific type of person, with the strong. 
Daniel, this got quoted a lot this weekend at the summit. The book of Daniel says, those that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So if God's dividing up the spoil with the strong and he's inviting us to be strong, how do I make sure I'm strong? Number one, knowing God. How do I know God? Spend time with him. You know, the hallmark of this church is the presence of God. That's why your pastors are worshipers. And they're just not good musicians and good singers. They carry the ministry and the office of the minstrel in addition to those other offices that they hold as pastors. That's why the worship here is at such a high level. You could bring in another worship team, do the same set list, and have this group come in and do the same songs, and you would have a higher element in the room. Why? Because it's the office. They, they carry that ministry. That The presence of Jesus is the hallmark of this church. So this is what this tells me then. This is a strong group of people. Why? Because you know your God. How do you know him? Because you spend time with him. The more time I spent with you, the more time you spent with me, you would know me better. I would, I would know you. And so the, the presence of Jesus, the fact that you spend time with him, is what makes you strong. And, and this verse says, I'm going to divide my spoil with the strong. The Bible also tells us that the joy of the Lord is what makes us strong. Joy, why in the world would you be joyful if you've got pressing situations going on in your life? Because our version is, as soon as those situations get taken care of, I'll be joyful. But the kingdom doesn't work that way. And we think we're supposed to gut out joy by faith. But the truth is, if you'll just get out of your head and get in your spirit and worship the Lord, the joy of the Lord that's already on the inside of you, you'll step into it like a cloud and here comes your strength. And now when your strength comes, guess what you are? strong for the dividing of the spoil something about this last quarter of 2018 heaven is dispersing heaven is dispersing heaven is heaven is going could you could you just set aside your finite, what's possible for you? Could you set aside your salary? Could you set aside what comes in from your retirement? Could you just get outside what you've known in the past? Could you just get out of this natural realm for a second and inquire of me and let me tell you what I want to give you? And then could you just take me at my word? Because if you'll do the believing part, it'll loose me to do the doing part in your life because I've got things I'm wanting to divide up before 2018's over you know that's right 
I mean, when I say it, it goes off in your heart. Now, your soul in your head might, want, might try and tell you, man, I wish that was true. That's fine. That doesn't discredit you from faith. Faith's in your heart. You just fire your head and you fire your emotions. They're not running the show. You don't need your head to believe. Faith isn't in your head. And you don't need your emotions to go, woohoo, I know that's me. If your emotions do, great. But if they don't, no problem. Faith isn't in your emotions. Faith is a force that reaches out like a magnetic tractor beam and grabs hold to what God has for you and pulls it into your life. And faith isn't in your head. And faith isn't in your emotions. Faith is in the real you, your spirit, man. Sometimes I have to fire my thinking on a daily basis. Sometimes every day, Anna, and as women, I have to do this too. Man, I have to fire my emotions like over and over again. My emotions try and think that they're the boss. But I lived with my, letting my emotions be the boss of my life, and my emotions did a horrible job. My emotions, when my emotions were boss, they were running the company in the ground. I let my head run the show and be the boss, be the manager for a while, and, and my head was shutting things down. So I dragged my head and my emotions into the boardroom, and, and my spirit man, the real me, I took my seat at the head table and I said, Head, you're fired. You're not getting good results. You're so bossy. You, you act like you know what you're doing, and you clearly don't. You're so limited in your understanding of how to get me into what God has for me. I have no choice but to fire you. And then I have to do it with my emotions. Because then I'm driving down the street in my car, my spirit's boss, you know. And then here come my emotions going, look at the facts. My God, it's horrible. Look at the, and here comes all my, and boy, don't emotions just paint a picture like they're, it's so real. This is the reality. Oh, I feel so down about things. And oh my gosh, here comes a weight. And now I just feel so bad about myself. And, and it just feels so real. And all of a sudden, my spirit looks at the word and says that he was bruised and he took my grief. And, and my emotions are trying to say I should feel grieved about things. And travail, I feel a heaviness. And Jesus says he took it and I go, emotions you are horrible at your job so I have to go back into the boardroom control central just work with me here okay and I drag my my head takes a seat my thinking and then I drag my emotions in there and I say I'm here to inform you you are relieved of your position as saying what's so and running this ship emotions as of right now you are fired you are not calling the shots anymore and so there's a new sheriff in town it's my spirit where God does dwell and where the word of God dwells in me richly where it turns out I'm not depressed I'm not grieved I'm strong I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might 
Woo! If I didn't have more to preach, I'd tack, take a lap around this room. And man, when my spirit is boss again, it's amazing how good everything looks. Why? Because my emotions can only respond to the natural realm. My head can only work out things with the natural realm. And my spirit is attached to the spirit realm. And the spirit realm is the boss over the natural realm. Have you ever ever heard it said, if you want to get something done, don't go to a low-level employee. Go to the person in charge. You know when you're not getting what you want and finally you've had enough and you go, could I speak to the manager? The decision maker. And if that manager can't get you what you want, if it's really a big deal, you'll say, who is your supervisor? When we let our head and our emotions tell us how things are going, it's like we're coming to conclusions with the lowest level of employees because they're just working in the natural realm with things like numbers and symptoms and what's ever been possible for you before. But then if you'll just leave them and step up to get in your spirit where the greater one dwells, the third person of the Godhead, you get dealing with the supervisor and the manager and you go, could you explain to me how things are going? And the word of God that dwells in you richly will go, "Uh, yes, you're actually the head and not the tail. God's working all things to your good. You can't see it right now, but the Lord of hosts, the angelic ones, are working behind the scenes on your behalf and he already bore these symptoms and God's working out that job situation for you and God's got the mortgage he's actually got things planned harvest is coming to you and all of a sudden you go I can't believe I was sweating it with the low-level information I was getting from the low-level employees called my own thinking and my emotions come on If you want something changed in the natural, you must first shift it in the more powerful realm of the spirit. I'm going to close with this. You can write this down and look at it later. But Isaiah 51, chapter 51, it says, And I will put my words in your mouth, and I will plant the heavens in the earth. How do I get the reality of how things are in the spirit into my natural reality? God says, I inquire of me. I'll put words in your mouth. You say them by faith. You refuse to be moved. And I will transfer. I will start taking what is of heaven and planting it in the earth. I will start dividing up the spoil. That's the great exchange. So when we realize this, it makes us want to come, you know, and be in the presence of God and just get saturated with Jesus. So if there's any trace of heaviness on us, it'll just psh, dissipate, you know. 
any any anxiety. I loved how Pastor was ministering about just ministering the peace of God to us because when the peace comes on us, it just makes anxiety disintegrate, you know? And, uh, and then when we just go, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm so loved by you. You don't condemn me. And, uh, and we get saturated in his love, and then we can go, God, what words do you have for me to start saying about my life so I can get busy planning the heavens? Because your word said in Isaiah 51, I will put my words in your mouth, and I will plant the heavens in the earth. Highway Church, you're in a very peculiar season right now. It's a supernatural season. It's as if, as far as you want to go, you can go. As far as you want to see, you can see. As much as you will take the limits off, and dare to believe God for, he will do. I remember when I was in a season where I felt like I wasn't hearing God. I wasn't hearing words. He wasn't saying anything to me. I felt stuck. Anybody been there? Just pretend like you're not there now and just go, oh, yeah, that's a rough time. I was just stuck. I was just so frustrated because I know God, you know. I'm not getting any, I'm not getting words. There's no planting of anything going on. And man, I was so frustrated. And I just hit like this rock bottom where I was like, God, seriously? Sometimes we put up with not hearing. And we resign ourselves to go, I'm just not hearing. And there's no faith in that. And so even frustration is like enough is enough, and God goes, finally. I never thought about that before, but it's true, isn't it? And I just went, God, seriously? In other words, it shouldn't be this way. And God went, finally, you're not willing to let it be this way. And I said, God, I'm supposed to hear you. I'm supposed to, you're supposed to be showing me things. And the Lord came in just so sweet. You know what he said? He said, Jen, he said, it's not that I, I, I'm not wanting to show you. It's not that I'm, I don't have words I want you to speak. It's that you've gotten so locked into your mind and your capacity for what I want to do in your life is too small for what I want to do in your life. So I can't show you anything. I can't give you any words because the canvas you have for me to paint on is entirely too small for what I have to give you. So I can't show you anything until the canvas gets big enough for me to paint the picture of what's next for you. Isn't that interesting? It sounds like Isaiah again. Enlarge the place. Stretch out. If you just fire your head and let your spirit, you know, like a camper that pops out, 
If you just fire your head and let your spirit create a place, here comes the spirit of God rushing in to say, I want to show you you doing this. I want to show you believing me for this. I want to show you with this. I want to show you involved in this way. And all of a sudden you go, whoa. And God says, now start saying what you see. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. All over this room right now, vision is popping like popcorn because faith is in the room. Faith is in the room. It's like we just took the ceiling off and went, okay, God, I am now making room for possibility. According to you, not according to me. And here comes vision. Here comes vision right now. You are seeing things in a different way than what they are right now in your life. Oh, this is a Come on, let vision speak. What does the word say? Write the vision, make it plain. Oh, why? So you can run with it. What it why does he say run with the vision? It's so that you could talk about it on the quick, on the run. It's so real to you. You don't have to stop and go, now where's my prayer journal where I wrote down that one thing? No, 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 no. Write the vision, make it plain. Write it in your heart. Think about it. Meditate on it. Practice seeing yourself do whatever God's showing you right now so that you can just pick it up on the run. Hallelujah. All right, I've got one more, one more part. And then if there's anything else God wants to do, we'll do it and I'm done. Highway Church, this is nothing. Believers in the New England region right now, I mean, heaven is shining the spotlight on you. It is time for things to be done in this region that even not just our founding fathers talked about, but the prayers surrounding our founding fathers whose names we may never know prayed out and declared and spoke. They planted some things in the earth for for generations to come that they would never lay their eyes on, and the alarm clock of heaven is going off on the New England region and the time is now and so of course God would call uh, others to come to a region and say there's so much activity of heaven we must take our place there's so much to be done of course churches and teams even apostolic teams would team up oh my word the body of Christ is working together what surely we have seen strange things today ha <laughs> ha but you would come together into a place for the work of the kingdom not to see who gets the credit for it's so much bigger than you or I it is what heaven would want done what heaven would say and so even it was declared this weekend it is time now there is a there is a what is that God there is a a, I could say it in tongues there is like a an energy supply there is like a sap in that ancient root that has been preserved all these years and by your worship and by your invitation of the king of heaven and his host 
you tap into the supply in that ancient root that was planted in this region centuries ago and what comes out the world has never known it's like uh it's like you know um it's like how they find things that have been perfectly preserved you know like in the ice ages and uh, and then and then all of a sudden the time it starts thawing right it starts coming and then you know they find like i don't know the bionic man or whatever like you know, whatever they, it's like God preserved things until now. Because this is when the action begins to move toward the most important part. Man, whatever God has called you and you live in this region, this is no time to skip out on being part of the body of Christ. Like this, I would not be a church skipper in 2018, 2019 and live in New England. I mean, this is the time where you want to you show up and be a part. And not only do you want to be a part, man, you want to get your hands involved because the thing that's in your hand, it prospers. The, the word said, Okay, I'm getting caught up. What was the other thing? So swiftly now, God accelerates things, and he even accelerates you. And God will accelerate and shift things in your life so quickly that your head, even though it's so good, your head will go, can, can it happen that fast? Don't let your head slow it up. Can it, Pastor Joseph, could it happen this fast? I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe we just need to, you know, usually we just need to do slow and steady growth, not so. It can't be that way for you. And so quickly, all of a sudden, here comes the team members, here comes the team. Now, those of you that are a part of this team, hear me, you are going to have to grow and step up on the quick. You're going to have to let God accelerate you, Highway Church team and those that are coming to be equipped. God's going to accelerate you on the quick, and quickly you're going to have to step up to the plate because pastors can't do everything. So you need to step, some of you see yourselves getting involved to a degree you've never really let yourself be involved in a local church. This is the mandate of God. You are here for such a time as this. Don't miss your moment. Whatever he finds, you find in your hands to do, do it and do it as unto the Lord. God will supernaturally deal with you to rise up and say, hey, I could do this very natural thing. Would it be okay if I did this, pastor? God is putting you into place by his spirit don't treat that as insignificant it's a very big deal each joint brings a supply we always think that's a spiritual thing no it's in natural things this is a supernatural team he's bringing you together so God's going to accelerate you on the inside and accelerate you as leaders quickly quickly and you can't let the enemy trip you up don't you let the enemy come in the back door and start throwing low-level lies at you to get you out of your place why because we have to be strong well I just need my pastors to mentor me if I if a leader would just tell me no you don't need that 
You got the head of the church. And everything that your leaders and your pastors put in you is wonderful and of the Lord, but that is secondary to your connection with heaven. We cannot blame our, our, our not spiritually growing on a man because no, no man or woman of God ever went to the cross for me. They didn't make the exchange for me. Jesus did. I'm just so excited for you. It's like friends that are getting a new house or a new car. You know, it's like, you're going to love it. <laughs> you know, when you spend time in prayer and you get to see what God's doing, uh, even this place is amazing. This place is amazing. But don't get comfortable. I mean, like... This is like a house you are visiting. Even though it's so cool. Hallelujah. Let's just ask Kevin if there's anything else that the Lord wants to do before our time is over this morning. The team, the team, the team. The supply for the team, the team. All the supply for the team. Mambro Sigida Baramba. Oh, he expands things on the inside. Such a supply for this team. Supernaturally. And you'll have to shift what has been in your hands and let go of some things and let pastor say, Well, now this is what I need you to do. And uh, and your flesh would go, What, what, what? But your spirit will go, Oh, Pastor, I'd be happy to. Oh, pastor, I'd be happy to. Why? Because growing pains don't throw me. Ha. Growing pains don't throw me. Ha. I'm strong in the Lord. Yeah. Quick to change. Easy. Change is easy on this team. Quick to change. Quick. Quick to change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Oh, here comes such a supply of grace, like a blanket in the room. Like a blanket in the room. Just receive that. He's just giving it to us corporately. There it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. And in his grace, he just picks up this huge, wonderful work. He picks up each one of us, and he just moves us forward. He just slingshots us forward into a new place now. He just slingshots us forward into a new place. Even when you leave here today, your life isn't going to look the same. You'll even go home and go, I, I feel like everything's changed from when I left to go to church this morning. Wow. And so now, God, everything looks different from here.
And so how do I handle it now? What do you want me to do now, God? Yeah. Picks us up and moves us forward. In the mighty name of Jesus. God, we praise you and we thank you. Fully supplied on every side. And we praise you and we thank you. Thank you for it, Father. Um, Lord said that there's some people that are, that are here that you've really been battling with migraines this week. Bad migraine headaches. In fact, you almost didn't come this morning. And, um, and if that's you, just put your hand on your head and, and just take uh, such healing power. And even, you don't have a full migraine right now, but even that, um, that little bit that's there, the pain of it is just gone. Just gone. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Wow, look at that. Look at that. Wow, look at that. God's so good. Isn't he so good? Wow, he's so good. I mean, when we come in the presence of Jesus, we ought to leave healed, right? We ought to leave healed. I mean, really, just anything now. Jesus is here. It's just, it just go, oh, I just, tell you, I just receive that, right? Uh, something about it. bladder infections, Something about bladder infections? No, urinary tract infections? No, 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 no. No, we don't take that. No, thank you for healing for that. Wow. Some of you, the presence of the Lord is just so thick on you because you're just a good receiver. It's so easy. It's so easy when we take the pressure off. So easy when we take the pressure off. So easy. Yeah. Hallelujah. He's so good. 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 We take it. We take it. God, we honor you with our receiving. We honor you with our receiving, with our faith. We bless you and we love you. And we thank you for it, Father. Father, I just thank you for a strengthening and equipping for these pastors, Lord, all that they just gave out. Father, we thank you for the fullness of the supply for they need for right now. My, the dominion that they take and the wisdom that they walk in. Now, Father, they are in a season of the administration because it's not even God just a will it come. It's here it is, Lord. Now what do we do with all of this? And so th now you are under the anointing of the administration of the works, plural, plural, that God gives into your hands for this hour. And you'll do it by the Holy Ghost. The way you got this far is the way you'll do this next stretch, by seeing and knowing. You don't need to read the books. You don't need to read the blogs. You don't need to know all that. Uh, it's never been that way for you, and it won't be that way now. And if you'll stay with my program I've had you on, the multiplication, the greatest thing you'll have to guard is your time. 
your time with me, your time for one another. Because how do we do this thing? That's the easy part. Because <laughs> you just do it by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> teams, teams, teams. Now is the anointing for the administration of the delegation. Who are the right ones? And you'll judge even as I led my prophet. Not the one that looks the part, but the one that gives you the green light by my spirit in your belly. And they'll have the goods. And they'll have the goods. Because they'll have the heart. And the rest will come. Such an anointing for developing ones is upon this leadership. My, my, my. Supernaturally. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Father. As the Spirit leads you in these coming weeks, church, pray for your pastors. Just pray for them. I mean, they are on it. They are on the mark. But you just pray for them. Just speak life to them. Just say, oh, Father, thank you. You're strengthening our pastors. Thank you, Lord. They hear your spirit. Thank you. You bless them. It's so easy to follow God when you're blessed, isn't it? It's so easy. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you, Father, for all that you're doing in this hour. In the New England region that comes out of here for our nation, Lord, even as we head into an election cycle and in our nation, the enemy would try and stir things up. Father, we speak strength and peace to the families affected this weekend, Father. And we release the blood of Jesus over our nation to unravel and expose every evil plot. Lord, it was even told there was there were evil plots uh, that were exposed that didn't come about beyond what happened this week. We thank you for that. And Lord, we thank you that you embolden and enable our, our special forces. We thank you that you embolden and enable, Father, those that have been set in office to protect this nation. Lord, we release protection over our nation. We release protection over this nation and father we thank you that every plot of the enemy is exposed lord just like with esther and haman we stand in that place and we call exposing to the plans of the enemy of darkness and they are thwarted and he will hang upon the gallows that he had built he will hang upon his very plot. He will hang upon his very plot, be exposed, and even as Haman was, be removed. Be removed and righteousness put in its place. We say, in Jesus' name. Come on, let's just say this, so be it. 
So be it. Amen. Let's just give God praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're safe. Thank you, Lord. America is safe. Thank you, Lord. You're changing things. Oh, from state to state to state, you're changing things. Ha! In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Man, what a great day to be part of the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Pastors, I, I believe I'm clear in my heart. Um, I'm just checking. I'm doing a radar. And, uh, and I, I just love this church. I love you all. I wish I had time to sit and talk with every single one of you. I would love to hear your stories of like, what is God doing? What has he done? How did you get here? And what do you, what's going on in your lives right now? Because I know it would be amazing, you know. And so, uh, so I just grab onto it by faith and just, just know I'm locked in arms with you. Amen. And so excited for what God's doing in your midst. And pastors, thank you for the invitation to come. Just to know you is an honor and a blessing in your wonderful family and this team. And uh, man, great days are ahead. Amen. Amen. I love you all. God bless you. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life He came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. Put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good He is.